Hey, what's up everybody? It's Matt from Rocky's War Room, and you are here with me for episode 19, Jay Wiley. Jay Wiley is with us tonight. Uh, before we get started, I did want to mention we are on nine different platforms. If you're listening to this on pod- a podcast, you can find us anywhere uh, Apple podcasts are available, like Apple Podcasts, uh, what else? I, I can't, just, just Google Podcasts. You can find us anywhere on there. Anchor. And Anchor, Anchor FM mostly. Uh, and we ask if you want, if you are part of Anchor FM, you can go over there and leave us a voicemail. And if you leave us a voicemail, we'll pl- play it live during the show or during the podcast. Uh, just you saying hi or whatever, we'd encourage you to go over that to do that. Uh, also, uh, the War Room Ramble Show at gmail.com. That's our email. If you guys want to leave us an email, tell us how we're doing, give us an idea of what you want to see, or what you want to talk about, or just anything. Just, you know, be nice. That's all I ask. Uh, and uh, t- tonight, this episode is all about one person and one great, brilliant man, <laughs> Jay Wiley. Hello, Jay. Here, gentlemen. <laughs> of Wiley Games. What's up, man? Uh, all right. To, and also with us tonight, we have Not Jay. Howdy, folks. McMurray. Hi, now. And she's a super Bane, super Bane. It's just Bane. What Ooh. on God's green earth is going on over there, man? That looks awesome. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like an alien. He looks like a bug. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you guys don't know who Jay Wiley is, he's from Wiley Games. He's got some really awesome games out there, like Fistful of Lead and uh, Starfighters. I believe it's the newer one. There we go. Not Jay's holding it up. Uh, but we're going to let you, we're going to let him tell you all about it. But first, we have a question we ask all of our guests, every one of them. So be very afraid. Here it comes. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? And what would your super name be? Ah, well, you see, everyone always either answers flight or invisibility because those are the two coolest That's you right. possibly have. Uh, don't want invulnerability because you can't feel anything. Uh, I'd probably, let's just go with flight and I'd just be uh, the Jaybird. The Jaybird. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've heard a thousand times, not Jay. Fistful of lead, fistful of lead. Why they gave fistful of lead? So, <laughs> so we're finally gonna hear from not the man Jay. himself. <laughs> What's well, that, ask not Jay, why he likes the rules, and then I'll give you the yeah, uh, yeah. story. I was about to go because you're giving credit to not Jay. Is the only person who plays this shit. That's my favorite game to play. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Jesus, I played it with Jay for that sake. Come on now. I skimmed the cream off, which is McMurray, and went straight to the soup. That's not Jay. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. Good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to take it. Yeah. You said you never played before, so I, I you know, Chris, the only one I know that uh, that does. So uh, now, uh, yeah. I played with you at Tim's house. Jay? Oh, well, you don't have your picture. I don't know who the hell well, you are. All right. Well, hang on a minute, man. I'm up. <laughs> Oh, no, no, we don't want to see it. Yeah. Well, there he is. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, now I know. Yeah, you played over Tim's with us. Yeah, it was great. That's where I learned to play. It's the first time I ever played. 
Yeah, we were playing the the not GI Joe game. Not yeah, we played Moderns and then we played uh, Napoleonics, and I think we might have played Star Wars too. Yeah, we started playing. We started doing a uh, uh, Napoleonics, but that just shows you the versatility of the rule set. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a toolbox that you can use. I mean, uh, not Jay was showing up the Starfighters uh, rule book, and you know, originally the rules started out as a set of uh, wild west rules and now we have you know spaceships so that shows you what you can do with it without uh i i feel like it still gives the uh feeling for whatever period you're playing it in so yeah i saw, I saw the uh live stream of them playing it so i i, I kind of got the concept it's it's it has a lot of similarities to fistful lead so yeah Definitely. I mean, it has the same uh, key mechanisms. Uh, uh, really, it grew out of, uh, of some friends over in the UK that uh, posed the question, hey, do you think I could use these for Star Wars with all my X-Wing stuff? And I went, okay, sure. So as a challenge, <laughs> as a challenge just try to make them work. And I, I, I literally get... Uh, an email at least once a week that says, Hey, can I use them for this or use them for that? Like, uh, I want to do superheroes. Okay. Well, we've got between some of the other books, we've got, uh, magic and mutations from the wasteland warriors books and magic from the tales of horror books. So you can just pull out, uh, pieces from whichever one you want and start working on it right there. But, uh, yeah, yesterday I got an email from a guy that wanted to do Valley of the Guanji. He wanted to do cowboys versus dinosaurs. And I said, well, there's rules for making monsters in the Galactic Heroes book. So Galactic Heroes. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I forgot about that. So, yeah. I use my Beyond the Gates of Atari. What's that, McGray? I didn't realize I was in Galactic Heroes. Right now, uh, Bigger battles, so I down. I got the bigger battles download when it came out. Yeah, and then, but right now I've got Starfighters, bigger battles, and um, Reloaded coming because Nachi and I want to make want to play uh, Starfighters with Age of Soul stuff. I did realize Galactic Heroes had monster creation, and or else I would absolutely play a this guy's. I feel like is the way we can play Napoleonosaurus. Oh yeah. B, well. It's got rules for building for building your giant monsters because you got to have you know uh, your Flash Gordon type guy taking on some big you know three headed monster <clears throat> or, uh, or John Carter from Mars with the six yeah. you know six limbed apes and exactly so uh, we long story short uh, I start I wrote the original draft for Fistful of Lead mid 90s oh, wow. after after writing after going to a local convention and uh seeing this great cowboy game that was set up and i tried talking to the guy who was running it who just you know he had just written some homebrew rules and short long story short the guy was a total a-hole and so <laughs> i said fuck you i can do better <laughs> and I turned around. There's a guy selling Dixon miniatures, which at the time was the only cowboys you could buy, and bought a handful of those and decided to to 
base the turn mechanism off of uh, playing cards, which seemed appropriate for a cowboy game. And we played it and played it and, and worked out all the bugs over the years. And then in 2001, I think, was the first time I published it. It was available on some smaller sites. Um, and then uh, we did Reloaded, in, which was taking the original rules, cleaning them up, adding scenarios. And we did it as a Kickstarter uh had some miniatures sculpted. I made some custom cards for it. You could play with a, just a plain set of playing cards, but I always, for each edition, tend to make a, uh, a set of custom cards that, that have some of the bonuses on them. So not Jay showing them up there. That's the one for... As Vanna uh, is showing. I mean, not Jay. Not Jay is showing for... Uh, Starfighters. Starfighters cards. So... So the original uh, original game is Fistful of Lead. That's the yeah. first one. Yeah, okay. so everything after that is Fistful of Lead something. So after playing that, uh, after doing the Kickstarter uh, and starting a web store, I did Fistful of Lead, Horse and Musket, of course, takes you into Napoleonics and, you know, everything Black Powder era. Uh, then we did a another kickstarter because we wanted to do a sci-fi version and mm -hmm. so that was that was the birth of galactic heroes heck that yeah had a, a few refinements to the rules um you know obviously added sci-fi elements but we really uh added a bunch of traits so you can really customize your your uh your group of miniatures and on all of these i wanted a game that didn't require a whole lot of miniatures if you didn't you know, I want to get into Napoleonics, but I don't want to paint up 5,000 soldiers. Yeah. I just want to have a little skirmish with them. So, you know, you could paint 10 miniatures and feel like you got a feel for painting Napoleonic uniforms and then realize that painting Napoleonic uniforms totally sucks. But <laughs> you, know, you could at least say you painted some. And then, uh, you know, with Galactic Heroes especially, we said, play with whatever you got. You know, if you got Star Wars figures, if you got... Uh, beyond the gates of Antares. Antares. If you got beyond the gates of Antares, if you've got, you know, whatever Warzone, uh, Mutant Chronicles kind of stuff. So we didn't want to make it uh, tied to any particular uh, game. We wanted people to just read the rules and be able to play in ten minutes. And it really is that easy. Like Galactic yeah. Heroes is the first one I I actually got uh, next to Fistful of Lead because I remember. What was that guy's name at recruits? Not Jay that that put on that French and Indian War fifty more fifty four millimeter. That would be Chris my pal Chris Clucky from used to we used to work together at Hallmark, and uh, yeah, that guy did a fantastic job of, of yeah. teaching that game. Yeah, we we got uh, uh, several years ago. We went to Warlord Con down in uh, I think it was Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. and it was everything Warlord, so I. Chris said, hey, you want to come down and help me run Black Powder? Because I don't really know it that well. I was like, okay, I think I know it enough. So we set up his gorgeous table with, you know, it's some of the best terrain and miniatures you will ever see. Oh, God, and yes. Literally nobody played it. Two days, no one played mm -hmm. it. They were over playing World War II and uh, I think Gates of Antares had just came out. 
and just some schlock. And but nobody played it, so we played a game of black powder, and then the rest of the weekend we just played horse and musket, and it was just Chris and I and my son playing <laughs> for the whole weekend. But it was great because he's got great stuff. Oh yeah. So we did Galactic Heroes, and then I knew I wanted to do a bunch of different variants, but uh, asking people to basically buy a brand new rule book that was, you know, half the same rules every time mm -hmm. i felt like i you know i was screwing people over so we just decided to do a core book and then a bunch of supplements that would be based off of that core book so you would have the core rules mm -hmm. uh, that would just give you the basics and then we just would release supplements that just had the fluff for the particular period so right after core came out we did um tales of horror which was your gothic classic gothic horror although you can use it for whatever period you want there's people use it for middle ages horror there's people that use it for modern zombies and or cowboys and vampires like a certain other rule system um and right after that then we did uh wasteland warriors which is my oh, yeah. take on the post-apocalyptic future which is more Thundar and Kamandi and less, uh, you know, gritty, you know, The Road or mm. Book of Eli kind of thing. It's yeah. wacky mutants and, and and stuff like that. But as you go along, you'll see that each one of those books is adding something that later on we're going to use, we're going to do. So our net, we did Starfighters and our next big one is, um, going to be the fantasy medieval rules that we're doing at the end of the year so yeah i heard about that that's awesome you'll you'll notice that like some of the mutations that we had are going to be now becoming you know spells or spells from tales of horror will get ported over and, that's understandable yeah so but we're keeping the same basic uh rules that anybody that's ever played can just jump right in and make their war band or their night nightly retinue and um you know, it's always good when when game companies come out with a core system and then they just kind of add to it. Um, I think that's very intuitive. I think it's what really is is fun about it because you already know the system. Yeah, you already know the mechanics and all uh, all you're adding to the mechanics is just a different feel or different setting or different miniatures. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do supplements because I didn't want people to feel like that they were buying. You know, not that our rules were that expensive, but you know, I'm asking you to buy drop twenty dollars for a printed book, and um, then you know, you you get it, and you're like, well, crap, half of this is, you know, what I already know. Yeah. So why not just make the same size book, but just fill it full of uh, fluff and background and and particulars that make it uh, fit that period. Very cool. So, uh, but we, and yeah, and so like Tales of Horror, we got to, I, I got to show that at Salute, which was great. Uh, uh, my distributor over in the UK is James Sharp, who owns Oshiro, Oshiro Model Terrain. Yeah, James. Uh, my distributor over there, and he's also a fantastic builder. Uh, he did a Limehouse Victorian London that was just uh, amazing. Oh, yeah. And got the, got the, play there but that that whole thing was just a weird uh 
experience is because Salute's this gigantic wargaming convention that's got oh, yeah. every, everybody you could think of is there, but no one wants to play because it's a one-day convention. Oh, yeah. They're all running around. They're, you know, 10 to 5, it's open. So people are sprinting from shop to shop buying their uh, toys and, you know, you're having to like tackle them to go, Hey, play in my game, <laughs> especially participation games, because mostly they just do the, the, the ones where the, the, you know, your, your, uh, war gaming group puts on a game and you just watch a bunch of other guys play, which is just weird too. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a bizarre, uh, a little bit different kind of convention. That's for sure. <laughs> One day convention watching other people play. There's a lot of people there. I know that. That's a big convention over there. Yeah. So that was that was an excuse to burn up some expenses. Yeah. We were supposed to go this year and do a big samurai battle for big battles. Um, but salute got canceled. So yeah. then I was gonna go to uh I'm trying to do a makeup one in, in October, but uh they're not letting Americans in, so <laughs> we're not gonna happen either. Yeah. A lot of that going around. <laughs> I don't think anybody's letting anybody in. I don't think yeah. they're letting us leave, but uh, yeah. it's kind of understandable. So. Yeah, so that was the bigger battles uh, premiere, which is just basically still ta again taking the same mechanics, but you're playing instead of each person controlling, you know, five single miniatures, you're controlling five or six units. But it's, oh yeah, you know, it's essentially the same game. So, right on. Uh, Casey Boardgamer says hello, and uh, Colt Dogs is waving a hand to everyone. What up, everybody? What's going on, guys? <clears throat> Where'd Nacho go? He left. He's no, I'm I'm working on my uh, I'm, I'm doing some printing for Jay. Not not, not, not Jay. Oh, not not Jay. Yeah, for the Veteran Wargamer podcast. Yeah. Hey, you ah. brought it up this time. I didn't. <laughs> Or uh, in, in Mr. Wiley's group <laughs> podcast, Jay. Podcast, Jay. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any questions, so that's what we call Yeah. If you guys have any questions for Jay, pop them in there. If you guys want to ask about any of the games and how they work, um, Jay, I'm going to circle back. Tell us about yourself, man. I mean, where, what kind of wargaming background did you come from? I mean, uh, uh, just, like so many of us, I, you know, I turned, uh, 12, 13, when D&D uh, &D was at its height, say, back in the, let's just go with the early 80s. And so I was I was in on the ground floor for that sort of thing, and I, I started, uh, started with role-playing, but I'd always painted, like, little airfix soldiers and stuff from the time I was, like, five or six. And J.C. Penney's catalog came out, and it had, a grenadier paint set that had the basic characters from D and D and it came with paints and it came with, uh, brushes. And that was like my Christmas present. And I just obsessed over that. And, uh, then I, I discovered a couple local hobby places. Um, one of them, the Arnold's know, well, that was, uh, Yankee doodle, which was over in Grandview, Missouri owned by the, the late Scott Newberry, and it was just this wonderful place that was, you know, all these 
finding out that there was a hobby behind all this. And there were people like me that like playing soldiers and, you know, they pay, they played these giant homebrew games with, uh, you know, big Zulu war games, and, um, uh, big castle sieges. And, um, they just had everything. They had role playing stuff there. They had miniatures and, you know, back then there wasn't internet and there wasn't, you know, you could get catalogs, but most of the time they were, Either if they had pictures in them, they were like drawn, mm -hmm. you know, hand drawn pictures. And so to actually see them in the flesh and to have these, these you know, this, this large collection of stuff that I could buy and I'd like make my mom drive me out there. So I started doing that and then I started writing my own rules just to play with, you know, my friends when we were doing like, we we're, we we're still big into role playing. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, you know, high school you stop you know uh playing so much and you start <laughs> playing sports and <laughs> girls yeah, party oh, yeah. And stuff. but you know at the same time i still had you know half the football team was over playing D, &D you know uh at my house or you know playing with miniatures and stuff and then i got into college and it kind of went away and then uh got out of college and finally got a job and settled down and um then i actually had time to paint and make my order game you know table and all that stuff but i've been an artist my whole life went to art school been in Walmart on and off for almost 30 years yeah i, I had a i had a brief pause in my miniature wargaming as well i i think i stopped i think it was like 06 and i i picked it back up again in 2013. yeah and I discovered the uh, YouTube and the internet. <laughs> yeah. And that's where this began yeah. about five years ago, I think. Yeah. In 2015. So it's a lot of fun. I get to talk to a lot of you guys who've, who've created games. And my, my favorite question to ask is what is, what, what, what's different about your game compared to the other major stuff that's out there? Like, you know, bolt action and, and stuff like, what would you say is like the main. Me, me, yeah. me. I'll answer. Yeah. I'll oh, answer. Okay. All right. Can I just take that one? <laughs> I, I'm gonna just Jay Wiley's games are fun. <laughs> well, I, I I was gonna say approachable, but yes, definitely fun, and uh, that's kind of our whole philosophy. I mean, if you're a if you're a rules lawyer or gamey gamerson, you're gonna hate him, and I say that in in the rules. You know, yeah. Uh, it's it, there's definitely our own. It's got our own. Um, my groups that I game with that I've been gaming with forever. Um, our sort of play style, um, where it's about having fun and hanging out and. Get on here, Todd. Jesus, sorry, Jay. Didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> Not Jay. You seem calm. You're keeping your fanboy craziness down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, wait, wait! Not Jay. Uh, you seem to calm. You're yeah. keeping your fanboy craziness down. <laughs> right, Jay, yeah, one of our hosts who decided to just get in the texture instead of joining the chat like a normal person. <laughs> uh, Casey Boardgamer says, "My father also worked at Hallmark downtown, and uh, my wife went to college on a Hallmark scholarship." Well, there you go. From our other host, who's not here because yeah. he's being a dingus. Come on, Todd. Todd. Come on, Dad. Dad. I would love for Hallmark to pay for my school, but it didn't. <laughs> so you say they're 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 approachable. Um, yeah. So they're kind of like a 
would you say easy to learn, easy to play? Oh yeah. Yes, I, I could teach you in about 10 minutes. They, you know, they were originally written as a convention set of rules. And the reason I say that is because I've got minimum six guys show up every Thursday night. Well, until all this crap happened, but uh, on a normal Thursday night basement generals game, uh, there's six people, usually eight people, and sometimes ten. So we've got three hours to play, and for most of us, because I've got guys that drive in, um, you know, from close to an hour away, they don't want to, you know, still have to go to work the next morning and stuff. So um, we need to be able to put on a game from start to finish in three hours, and that's with BSing, getting caught up, drinking beer that kind of stuff <laughs> eating cookies it. so yeah you know <laughs> snacking in there eating jelly know. donuts yeah if there's a game on having you know talk about that so um the mechanics need to be able to be uh explained and grasped in a certain amount of time and that doesn't mean that they're easy i mean they're easy to learn but there's a a, a tactical uh element to it that um one, it keeps you engaged, but two, um, you, you've really got to think about the order you're going to have things done and what other people do can um, mess with your whole <coughs> your whole plan can go down the toilet when somebody pulls the right card. So, Yeah, it's – one of the things I like about it is the, the, the cards make it very interactive and the specials on the cards <laughs> – uh, like um, one thing I like in Galactic Heroes is the heroes get to if you activate them on a red card, they actually get three activations. And so you've you've really got to make sure. Okay, I've got one red card dealt me out of five. I need to make sure <clears throat> that I, if I can, use that for my my Galactic Hero that's in my team. So they can do more stuff because they're probably the best on the table. That's why they're the galactic hero, the galactic villain, uh, or as Jay puts it for, for his star Wars teams, the uh, dark heroes, because <laughs> there's no villains. Yeah. Um, they activate, if you activate them on a black, they get the, the three activations. So uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a game within a game there, which I really enjoy. And, you know, if you get that ace, that all, that all, uh, all powerful wild card, um, it's, uh, well, the, the other aspect you know, is as, as you take casualties and as you get fewer men, your options become fewer and fewer. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the other a, thing. Someone had, so. someone had emailed me and, or I think on the Facebook page, it, had asked, well, we just give everybody the same amount of cards, no matter how many figures they've got. And I'm like, well, you could do that, but it strips away the whole basis for the game and the whole tactics of it. If you're, you know, uh, yeah. to me, I, I make no claims that any of these games are uh, historical reenactments of, of anything. So I always say it's the Hollywood version because to me, even historical rules aren't really historical it's you know as, as as one of my friends said pick your favorite movie and then make rules based on that so mm -hmm. you know, yeah like uh, like our one of our fan favorites 
300, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's not even here for you to poke to poke at. I know, I know. I'm, I'm going gonna... to paint up some Spartans because I have all these goofy Greeks that I don't want to paint, but I'll paint up some Spartans. And I'll get a, uh, a pack of Old Glory Immortals. So there's 30 of them. And I'll play a 300 scenario just for... Uh, just for Hippie? Just for Hippie. He's another one of hippies. One of our another one of our co-hosts absolutely hates the historical movies because they're not historically accurate. That's why. So, oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Dave Mack. Hey, <laughs> You're late, Dave Mack. As always. What they would think about these games if somebody's asking about them, and so anybody who's watching, it just you know the I I play with the same group of guys every week for the past 10 years almost it's uh we have our favorite you know games for for periods you know if we want to play a big battle in you know the civil war we usually play fire and fury that's cool if we want to play you know company level or i'm sorry platoon level world war ii we usually play chain of command sometimes bolt action not a fan hopefully we're playing chain of command um but at the same time, it's really nice to be able to use any 10 figures that we have at random or, you know, however many we need, depending on how many guys we've got from any of those games and be able to immediately just sit down and pick up and play this full of lead, right? So, hey, I want to play Cowboys this week. All right, fine. Bring the Cowboys. We'll play Fistful of Lead. Speaking of yep. not, not not Jay, he says nice hat, Jay. And I said it's a Victorian smoking cap to go with my <laughs> Victorian smoking jacket and my cravat that just came in the mail today. Oh, just for this whole meeting. Right on. Dave Max says it's a time change. I left Vegas. Now I live in the middle of nowhere in the mountains of Virginia. Well, that's a big change. That's lucky you, Dave Mac. Lucky you. Well, we missed you, sir. Yeah, but we can reload. Yeah, no problem. Um, the other thing that I'm rapidly discovering as Jay is talking about his games is that you need to just have a button on your website that's like the works and you pay <laughs> 150 bucks and you just send all the damn books. This is the <laughs> third time I've ordered something off your website and within like a day or two I've been like, shit, I was supposed to order that too. <laughs> and all, all in package, right? So, yeah. As far as mechanics, the, uh, the way the the rules special. work. The way the rules work is, uh, you, you build your team with some fairly simple build rules, and you don't even have to do that. There's plenty of times where we just play without any traits for the for the miniatures, and uh, you're dealt a regular pack of play cards, and you get a card for each uh, miniature you're controlling. So you could play up to fifty to miniatures on the table which we did in our last Starfighters game. And uh, everyone has a chance to, to look at their cards, and then you, you basically start at Kings, and you go down through twos. And uh, ties are broke by suit, and that's how you activate. So if, uh, I say Kings, and everybody throws out a King, and if the, the highest suit goes first and they activate their guy, do their actions, next guy, next guy, um, but what makes it fun is there are certain cards that are specials. So uh, one-eyed jacks give you a plus one on your shooting. And uh, 
the seven of cards look seven cards lets you have a reroll that turn and yeah uh but aces are wild so say you don't have a queen of hearts to heal one of your guys well now you have an ace that you can use as a queen of hearts so uh there's some you know you might be holding on to that and then something else happens and then you have to use it for another card uh so again simple game but uh a lot of a lot of tactical uh decisions you have to make so a nice thing a small but loyal fan base i tried to uh, at one point, Osprey was was looking for like a call of entries, and I'm so glad they didn't take it because I, I sent my stuff in and they said, "Well, these are nice, but there's not enough here." So I'm like, "Okay, Kickstarter," <laughs> and uh, uh, not enough here. Not enough here. They're um, the ones that publish Frostgrave. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak ill of anyone else's anyone else's rule sets. But uh, I, I did think it was when you said Frostgrave. I, I did see that uh, he did a, a, a podcast with some other independent uh, rules authors, and every single one of them were uh, published by Osprey. And I went, well, how are you an independent rules author if I can buy your stuff on Amazon? Yeah. So... You know, we have our we have our own little uh, website, and uh, we sell through. And like I said, I've got a, I've got my UK distributor, and that's about it. But one of the nice yes. things we we have a we always have a PDF version of the rule. So if you're not sure if these rules for me, you can spend five dollars and get the rule set, print them out. And if you don't like it, then be done with us. If you do like it, then you can turn around and buy the printed version. Are you still? And the cards. Yeah, the cards. But you don't have to buy the cards. You don't have to, but once you buy one deck, <laughs> you kind of have to buy all of them because they're so damn cool. It's funny because some uh, conventions, I'll find guys who are like completists that they're like have to have have it all. Oh, yeah, it's like me. <laughs> I, when I was at Salute, I met these guys. There's a guy uh, from France that buys all my stuff. He's like, or like one of our best customers and he pays like exorbitant amounts in, in shipping to get the stuff. And, uh, I met him at salute and it, it, he was kind of having a little fanboy moment, which was weird for me, but at the same time, it was nice to see somebody that, that really appreciated it, everything. And sent, he, he actually emailed me and asked if it was okay, if he translated, uh, translated the rules and then could, print them out and give them to his friends. You know, he's like, I won't sell them to anybody else. I just, you know, so we can all have a copy and they understand and everything. I was like, yeah, that's great. He didn't have to ask me, but he did. That was cool. Awesome. Uh, Nache, you want to tell us about your experiences with the game? Well, um... okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> well, he's talking. I'm going to get a refill. There you go. Um, I know you're one of the one of the biggest fans. Uh, yeah, I, I really really enjoy hey, the game. Curry. I uh, the f first time I was introduced to it was at recruits uh, with uh, Chris Clucky, yep, and his absolutely gorgeous table. I mean, 
if you ever get a chance to get to recruits once all of this garbage is over and Chris Clucky is there, do yourself a favor and play in his uh, um, Tomahawks and Indians or whatever the hell it's called. Um, play in every game you can recruits because I played in four and they were all supremely well done. Oh yeah, only um, play in the Tomahawks. Okay, thanks. His. his uh, <laughs> His table is always gorgeous. Well, first off, it's 54 <clears throat> mil. Like, yes, he uses 54 here, millimeter right? miniatures. They are quote unquote already painted when he buys them. However, well, he, he takes the time and uh, will then go in and um, modify them. individualize or, okay, each paint job. Yeah. And so many puts he puts you know individual leaves and stuff on their bases and yeah you know. it's it's amazing. Um, then also th- th- where I got my idea for my trees for my Star Wars game for my indoor oh, yeah. game is he actually uses real trees, actual, <laughs> real, honest to God. Uh, birch branches for the trees. It looks great. Uh, it's 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 amazing. He he he's puts on a magnetize. great game. He's got to magnetize so they'll stick into the little yeah yeah. It's it's just an amazing table that he puts together. Everybody that has ever sat down to play that game has a blast playing it. Well, um, the, the the last recruits. So we had it. We had a gentleman who, who, who made it a point to tell me that the scenario that I was completely unbalanced, and that the French could never possibly win that particular <laughs> game. He was on the French side, so he, he smugly on the next game took the uh, the British side and played it again and got walloped by the French. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's the other great thing. Schadenfreude from that and uh, some, some vindication. On That'll the teach you. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the other thing that I really love about the, the system is every single game that you play will be different. No matter, you know, if it's the exact same scenario. Different outcome. You're going to have a different outcome each time. And that's just what is so so great about about it is it the replayability. There's because there's no uh, there's no IP that you're building around. You're you're basically bringing your own uh, IP to the table. Literally, um, you you can make your guys be whoever you want them to be. I just so happen to love Star Wars to the point where, well, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, run uh, the Star Wars, you know, as I've said many times, Star Wars Legion game or models using Fistful of Galactic Heroes and it's just an amazing time. It's, it's, it, and it feels, it, it, it feels like Star Wars to me because I've, you know, made the characters, you know, Chewbacca does Chewbacca things and 
Leia does Leia things, et cetera, and so forth. And it just, it, it feels very Star Warsy. Um, that 50 million uh, markers on the... Oh, way. God, yes. Yes, so thank you. You don't have to wait for that player's, that person's card to come out before you can... Right, play. exactly. Because our fighters grew out of the fact that they came out with a second edition X-Wing, and then all of a sudden all these people who had first edition fighters were like, you know garbage now so one of my friends had been to the half price bookstore and found just a horde of them and he's like what am i gonna do with these well i just happen to be writing some rules that <laughs> yeah you can either spend uh you know what what is it 15 bucks for the book and 10 bucks for the car or 20 bucks for the cards and you've spent the same amount as it was going to cost you to update your your models well, and you can you can stat them how you feel it should be. Exactly. So, yeah. In my rules, I don't give when we play, and we have a horde of Star Wars stuff. I don't give stormtroopers armor. They don't do anything in the movie, right? <laughs> they don't seem to do anything. So I never I never give stormtroopers the armor ability when when we play. Uh, but it's it's been a lot of fun on the Facebook page watching people make stuff and then stat it up you know there there's a guy on there who he's taken like galls uh plastic galls and mixed them with like zulu figures to make like martians like you know barsoomians from john carter or oh very cool uh, people that take you know uh, you know for the longest time i i did uh wasteland warriors been great because I could just use figs from everywhere, you know, and, and put them in there because it's mutants and creatures. I, I get to use my Necromunda guys. I get to use Star Wars guys. I get to use all these weird, like, animal creatures from D&D sets that I'm never going to use them for, you know. What I, if you... I paint orcs up in weird colors because they just look like big mutant guys. You know. Jay, have you ever seen somebody play Galactic Heroes using Zardoz? Or would that be a little too weird? Oh no, it'd be it'd be great. You just have to make a big paper mache head. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like that's a great, that's a bizarre, really great idea. Yeah. Then, well, like I said, most of mine came from Gamma World and Thunder the Barbarian cartoon. And uh, if you're familiar with Commandi, Last Boy on Earth, uh, Jack Kirby. Uh, his vision of the weird ass future with talking animals and uh, you know that kind of stuff. That's that's where mine comes from. It's not like I said the grittier. I want my apocalypse to be more fun. So. And Dave Max says the Ewoks are the best idea. Hey, he's poking the bear, <laughs> puffing on a big cigar and having a takeout of an old pipe. I'm my kind of dude. <laughs> That's cold dog. Well, so, you, know, I, you have to wear the jacket because it absorbs. The reason why you wear a smoking jacket is because it absorbs the cigar smoke. That's the whole reason that you wear them, that it keeps your, your clothing underneath not stinking like cigars. There is I a, did not know a that. Real reason for it. Oh, look, here's one of my familiars. Look, and I even got the black cat. So. <laughs> 
Clone Wars last season, awesome, Dave Max says. Yes, just yeah. was. Especially <laughs> the last four episodes. Right on. So, uh, did you know that the fight that I was just watching, uh, I don't know if it was on the the uh, Disney Plus or where I saw it, but the uh, the big battle between Ahsoka and Maul was actually mocapped. Yes, it was. Yeah, they actually got uh, Ray Park to come back and be Darth Maul, and they. Uh, oh, I know where I saw. I saw on uh, YouTube. My son watches these. Uh, YouTube channel on they get uh, stunt people and they go through stunts and show how they do them. But they had the uh, the girl who played Ahsoka for the mocap and she got to fight Ray Park and then they yeah. mocap it. And that's how they did it. And the, and when you look at it, the reason it looks so cool is because you're getting the real reactions that people would have versus making just a. a you know, doing it completely CGI without having actors because you get that weight of how people move and when they, you know, connect with the lightsabers and everything. So you look at that and you look at one that isn't mocap and you're like, oh, wow, that is way better. Yep. So anything else you want to say about your games, about uh, your miniature games and, and unique things or something well, different? Go on, buy yeah. them. Yeah, go out and buy them. No, just that um, we're continually putting out new stuff. I mean, um, it's literally just finding the time to do it. I mean, I got a full-time job. I get to work from home, which is great during all this, but uh, it's still 40 hours a week, and I still like to paint. So I'm constantly writing. So like I said, we're doing a fantasy <clears throat> set. And because, like I described, I am a old school D and D geek. Um, we're going to try to do these books as an homage to the way that was. So it's going to be three books. The first book is this medieval combat. So, which is basically what you know, fantasy combat is, anyway. Yeah, fantasy is my jam, man. I'm really looking so, forward to it. I'm, so that's I'm that's going to really... be book one, and then book two uh is adding the magic so the first book is uh might and melee second book is uh magic and mages and then the third one is going to be uh bringing all the monsters and the dungeon crawl part of it and that'll be uh monsters and mazes so uh we're gonna have all three books and then we'll have a custom card deck and then we're gonna try to do a hardback old school where I put all three of them together into one book. And this, this is going to be full color this time. Most of my books are just black and white inside just because uh, a lot of people buy PDFs and it's just easier on their printer. So I just do it and it's cheaper, frankly. But this one's going to be all color. We've got, uh, after that, I've got so much uh, to do. we got to retool. Reloaded's going to get a, a facelift and it's just going to be a supplement to the core book. Same way with the uh, uh, horse and musket. Then uh, we've got, I want to do a superhero version. I want to do, jeez, uh, Napoleonics writing dinosaurs version. Yeah, that, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Samurais, I mean, everything you oh, yeah. think of. Uh, 
Well, I mean, fantasy is my jam. Like I, I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing that now. Well, we've been playing it for a while. You really don't. Uh, people ask me all the time, and I'm like, the toolbox is already there, dude. Just, mm-hmm. I would love to sell you stuff. That's great, but I'm just telling <laughs> you, you don't have to. I mean, we play uh, fantasy right now, doing it, yeah. uh, and uh, with the system now, you can you can play it with what's there, and we do. Weird werewolf too. We did werewolves versus you know the you know Nazi werewolves versus the army rangers, or or we've done you know uh, low low. We've done our own pulpy superhero one. So we've done a Captain America esque. Uh, we have our Liberty Legion game where we've we took they took on you know all the the classic uh, you know ape with a brain in a jar, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nazi bad guys and zombies and all that kind of stuff. We've done uh, werewolves versus knights. We've done, you know, Egyptian horror. We've done everything. You know, like I said, uh, I've been working on just using the Wasteland Warriors and just changing up the the, the location and made it into a, a Victorian post-apocalyptic. So it's. <laughs> Necromunda London style. So basically the, 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 when the Martians invaded and were driven off or died off because of disease, well, they, they had laid waste to the land above and between disease and war and destruction, everyone had to move beneath the the streets. And so um, there's zombies and there's mutants and all that kind of stuff, but it's all just because I found some really cool steampunk figures that I want. And I already had the rule set, so there we, you know, just changing up your, your location. Well, a lot of us here in Rocky's War Room absolutely love, like, you know, being able to completely customize what we play, and you know, adding fun things, and just very story driven. For the most part, we've you know done several podcasts or, or rambles on, you know, what we what we like. It depends on the person and yada yada and you know this this series of games really lends itself you know to creating your own thing um it's very flexible and um that's what i think makes it a lot of fun it makes it unique and different at least for me is i'm a very story driven player you know and yeah. i can't do that all the time with lord of the rings you know um yeah. well i you definitely can't. agree i mean coming coming from being a dm that's mm-hmm. how I think being a dungeon master, that's how I think too. So, which is uh, awesome. Yeah. When we run games here, it's definitely, there's always, it's not line them up and go. There's always a, uh, a detailed scenario of, of uh, you know, what there's, their mission is. There's oh, yeah. story behind the game, which is great. I mean, I love that. I'm, I mean, I'm coming from uh, Warhammer fantasy and Warhammer 40 K for years you know and when i got back into the hobby that's the first thing i turned to back in 2013 was you know well that's what i used to play so and then i found all the historicals and i'm like ooh, there's a whole nother world out here that i didn't know existed you know but i couldn't find that i couldn't find a system that i enjoyed that allowed me to do that story driven thing because i was so used to the competitive play of 40k and you know, stuff like that. And Fistful of Lead fit, um, along with a few other games, but Fistful of Lead definitely fit as a 
RPG style feeling um, to the rule book to where I can just take a group of dudes like you're talking about, come up with a storyline and just go, you know, and it is a great convention game. It really is. <laughs> well, I, it's allowed me personally just to take a bunch of figures that I had that were kind of one-offs that didn't really fit in anywhere else. That exactly. Yeah. I can play with. Uh, and that's not to say I, don't, I play lots of other games too. It's just, uh, especially with my group, we've been playing this for 20 something years. So it's easy to, to just jump in with it because everybody understands the mechanics and you know it's it's all about what location are we playing uh you know a part of the reason that we wrote bigger battles was because uh one of the guys in our group had amassed such a large star <laughs> wars collection that we yeah. wanted to be able to play with all of them at once and mm -hmm. so uh you know when you've got 150 stormtroopers not uh, there's not a whole lot of games that can support <laughs> it so you know then all of a sudden you put them in like groups of five and and you know then all of a sudden we can we can play because one guy can control five units of five stormtroopers five units of five stormtroopers and then okay now we've got he's got 25 stormtroopers and then we've got three other players on that side and all of a sudden it looks like a big star wars game and we could throw vehicles on there and we could have a an airspeeder flying over the top of it. And we can have a couple ATSTs and Luke can still have his force powers. And, uh, you know, uh, back when I was, uh, quarantined before I went back to work, um, or furloughed, I guess you can call it. Um, uh, I used to play a lot of song of blades and heroes. I don't know if you've ever heard that game. Um, uh, I played the heck, heck out of it, and I started painting models for it, and I go, wait a minute, I have Fistful of Lead, but these don't fit because they're not fantasy rules or whatever, so I just, like you were talking about, kind of adapted them a little bit, played a few games with it, and I go, oh, you know, I like this one better. <laughs> it has it has a little bit more bite to it, you know. The core book has rules for armor and medieval mm -hmm. weapons, and it's just a matter of... Just adapting it. Do it, yeah, doing, you know, taking, it, it's amazing... Because uh, I'm not the only one. I see a lot of people. Uh, I'm on Lead Adventure Forum a lot, and there's guys who will take rule sets and adapt them to periods or stuff. That's like, wow! I don't know how you're pulling that one off, but good, <laughs> good on you. You know how you're trying to do that, and yeah, I don't. I, I try not to self promote too much on there, but um, I'm hardly ever on there anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I just started uh, painting up a bunch of, like I, I just said, I, I finished up some Paraguayans today from the Perry's uh, War of the Triple Alliance just because I liked a bunch of the uniforms in it. And so now I've got this horde and I've been on this kick of actually painting. And, cool. Yeah. I think a lot of us are. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to, we're probably going to use it for bigger battles or we'll, use something else you know i just like how um i know that when i play beyond the gates of Antares, it's at least you know an hour and a half to a two-hour game i just I, I really like with galactic heroes you can just you know hey we only got an hour you know what i mean and just take the same miniatures and kind of get yeah. the same feel you know so you could play with uh two players and it'll definitely give you a quick game but you know it was 
most of my games because I'm writing from my own experience. Like I said, I've got a huge group that I play with. Mm -hmm. So I wanted a set of rules that, yeah, you could play one-on-one, but you could also play four-on-four. And you're not adding any complexity to it at all. There are a lot of really great games out there. Um, There's nothing wrong with X-Wing. There's nothing wrong with a bunch of other games. But they don't hold up to more than four players for the most part. Oh, yeah. there's, I love, Pulp Alley is one of my favorite games. I talk oh, to David well. Tips all the time. He's a great guy. I really support everything that he does. But I've run six, eight-player games at Pulp Alley. I've run them at recruits and stuff. It's really hard. Yeah. It's a great game, but it, you can't play an eight-player game with it. So, <clears throat> uh, X-Wing is a fine game, but you can't play 10 players with 50 ships. We got a question here. So, fistful lead for solo gaming too. Uh, you, we, we've got plenty of people that do play. Um, it's not designed for it because of the way the the car mechanic works. But um, I do have a, a play test version of some solo rules that I wrote that I put on uh, our. Uh, Facebook page. Uh, if you contact me when you buy the rules, I can send it to you uh, just to try out. It's nothing official, um, but I've got good feedback on it. Uh, I, I definitely get a lot more solo questions now that a lot of people are at home and can't play with their groups. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, I've, there's people who are playing it that way. I never wrote them that way specifically, and I don't know if I'll probably ever write a specifically solo set but uh it can be done cool so i mean your your soul your soul like what you're working on is fistful of lead and you don't have to say any names or anything but is there like a different mech uh, mechanic or mechanism or a different type of game that you've thought about doing as well besides just the fistful of lead system or is this kind of where you're just going to stay at is with uh the fistful of lead system and just build well, off I- yeah, I mean, I've got so much that I can do um, that's lined up for, like, the next – we've got the quarters laid out for the next couple of years. I've got ideas for board games, for other game systems. It's just – I don't – like I said, I work 40 hours a week like everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, it's understandable. Hobbies. The lawn's still got to get mowed. You know, <laughs> I have a 16 year old to do that. <laughs> well, I have a 19 and a 21 year old, but they both they don't have do jobs, it. So I get, I have to do it still. So. Oh, right on. Cool, cool, man. Uh, you guys got anything, McMurray, Bain, any questions for uh, Jay to ask them that you're curious about? Anybody in the comments, pop them in there. I'm good. You're good. McMurray, oh, what do you? What do you love about this game? I was actually about to go grab um, all the miniatures that I've used to play Fistful Lead, and then it occurred to me that they're everywhere because I'm yeah yeah like stuff like again Napoleonics. Yeah, I hate painting Napoleonics, but I painted you know six guys twenty of them. Yeah, yeah, because whatever, that's fine. Um, so no, I was just sitting here thinking of all the different settings I've played these games in. And again, most of them are other games that I've played in the past that we said, 
yeah, but I really don't feel like playing a great big game of Lord of the Rings or, you know, something like that. And Heresy. So, huh? Heresy. <laughs> still using the models, still using the setting, just oh, I know. not a fan I, of the rules. I know, I know. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, we even um, – one day we were going to play what a tanker and I forgot the rule book, but I had the fistful of lead rule book. So we played what a tanker. We used 15 millimeter tanks and played with fistful of lead. Um, it worked. Yeah, yeah. No, we just, we didn't even use rules for vehicles. We just used them as infantry models and used, you know, <laughs> the, um, you know, if something was a tiger, it had armor and stuff. And, you know, it was, it worked. It was quick. It was simple. And we were able to toss it together and have fun playing it in a half hour because we had played it before. Um, I'm trying to go f- like from all the way, the earliest thing I can think of, and then go forward. We've played Ancients with, you know, Romans and stuff um, up through Dark Ages because Saga is not my favorite. Saga is not. Nothing against playing in the Dark Ages. Saga is just not a game that most of the guys I've played with really enjoy. So yeah, we played. Yes, yeah, so we played all the way through there. Um, obviously, Middle Ages, Crusades type stuff, through War of the Roses era, where everybody's played it up in big armor and whatnot. Um, we've played uh, like Test of Honor type stuff with Fistful of Lead, which worked really well because again, painting samurai sucks. Um, but at the same time when you only had to paint five of them and I found a bunch of Wars of Religion figures so then I just used Portuguese anyways um, that that was entertaining that was fun that was one of those things that somebody was walking through the store and was like wait what what are you guys doing well you see these Portuguese guys are beating up some Japanese guys and these Japanese guys are beating up these Portuguese guys in Nagasaki in about 1590 why oh I didn't know that happened you know, here yeah, you go. Yeah. Play Fistful of Light. You want to play? Um, and then, again, all the way, all the way through. So, um, French French and Indian War stuff, AWI, 1812, um, ACW. We played the crap out of ACW with Fistful of Light. Um, and then all the way through um, Cowboys, obviously. Um World War One. Um, we played some really cool World War One scenarios with Fistful of Lead. Um, we made a uh, buddy of mine wound up getting his hands on a four by four chunk of styrofoam that was like a foot thick. He got it. It was sitting on top of something that he got on a pallet at work, and we wound up making a World War One table with craters and stuff, and like two hours one day and then we played on it the next day we just used um you know a little torch to make craters and some rough trenches grouted it over and and then we played on it the next day it was kind of awesome um but so world war one world war two i played spanish civil war stuff on it irish war of independence stuff with it um vietnam through moderns and then you know star wars i mean it's I'm sitting here thinking of all the ridiculous stuff that I've played using Fistful of Lead, and it, it really is. It's one of those, 
if you've got a long amount of time and you want to play a big mass battle, cool, do that. Yeah. But when I'm sitting there and we have a game and we got a night, you know, on a Tuesday, did I just close out? No, you're here. <laughs> oh, okay. You're here. My, my you're computer here. like spazzed over to a different window. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, if you just want to show up and, and play for a few hours and hang out and have fun and use whatever and not have to worry about it, there is not much better. And by not much better, I mean, this is absolutely 110% my go-to. Thank you. Um, and it's kind of the point where guys that I play with, you know, it started getting, you know, the requests like, hey, can we play Fistful of Lead? Yeah, let's do it. Bring five whatevers. Um, yeah, oh, and that's the one, Anglo Zulu. I've been building um, for a few years now, 10 mil Rorks Drift in one-to-one, roughly. Um, and then part of that, uh, as soon as I discovered Fistful of Lead, I sat there and I was like, man, this would be perfect for chunks of Rourke's Drift. And so I built, it's not done, it's out in the garage, but I've been building a chunk of the corner of the hospital at Rourke's Drift. And then I got the uh, the Perry Rourke's Drift Heroes packs. And then one of their packs of guys in shirt sleeves to use as hospital patients. And then a pack of Zulus. And we're going to play Fistful of Lead with it. And the idea is the Zulus have to get up there and they can either kill all the British or they can light the hospital on fire, uh, you know, as happened historically. So it's it's a wildly adaptable game, and it's delightful. And here's the Firefly that I printed off to use at J3 that uh, I didn't to go to. So, again, just to illustrate the versatility of Starfighters, not J made up a card for it and all that fun stuff. Well, so you've, that's got what me, you've got me beating the number of periods you're playing with, so... Yeah, I have a ridiculous lead pile, and this has helped me chip away at parts of it. Well, that's probably the biggest compliment, being able to do all those different periods. So, And the, the two books that I have are Horse and Musket and the core book. Pretty much everything was taken out of the core book. Um, again, some stuff came out of Horse and Musket, but the core book's fantastic. And if you when, when you get the core book, in the back, there's... Um, Again, A, there's scenarios that are pretty awesome, first off. And B, there's a bunch of little just example, you know, forces to use, which is fantastic. Um, mythical Greece, Ancient Rome, Dark Ages, again, all the way up through. Oh, yeah, we did Pirates, too. Um, we fought a couple things between two ships, just boarding actions. That was pretty cool. Um, all the way up through Moderns. And we've played the crap out of it with Moderns because – we couldn't really find a a small skirmish rule set, you know, of that size and that scope that we could play moderns with. Because no, let's be honest here, nobody wants to paint, you know, nobody wants to paint ten miniatures in modern camouflage. Um, but it's doable, certainly more so than trying to. I, I enjoy playing force on force, but there's no way I'm ever going to paint a for like a you know a platoon or whatever for force on force again. So. And speaking of force on force, we're going to have Sean Carpenter here in a couple weeks. So, yes, I'm really excited. Yep, he's a nice guy. Really nice I, guy. Uh, he's been out to recruit several times. Yeah, we him. did. We we had I had, last fall we had a 
for my 50th birthday, we rented out a place below a local brewery and we had our first Wiley War Games weekend. And uh, it was it was pretty great because we had a bunch of different uh, games for different periods. We had, I put on the London Victorian horror game. We had several Star Wars games going on. Uh, we had a modern Afghan battle. We had a 15 millimeter modern Africa game. We, uh, my buddy Thomas Foss of Stolen Crown Games came out and put on his uh, jousting tournament. And then he had a old school uh, spaceship battle game that he ran. And it was just great. And we're going to try to do it again this year, but uh, that's not probably going to happen. But uh, Boo. We're definitely do it next year. So yeah. <clears throat> it was a lot of fun. It was. And the great thing it was, you could go upstairs and get a beer. <laughs> yeah, or food too. Yeah, yeah and food. Good food, place. good beer. So. 10 out of 5 stars would do again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think we probably would have doubled it if we would have had it this year, but so one of the, one of the things another thing I like about the fistful of lead core core rules now is that I can literally take any 5 miniatures and McMurray can take any five miniatures and Matt can take any five miniatures and we can set them on the table, come up with some reason why they would be. And why are the Vikings fighting the Aztecs? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and, come at and me, you, bro. Come at but, me, bro. But, but you can do it. And on top of that, you can have go from zero stats to a fully statted up five man, seven man, however many man force in literally 10 minutes and be rolling dice. You know, it, it to me, it is the ultimate in pickup games. I'll take that. You know, everybody says, well, you got to have points. Huh? Garbage. You don't need points for shit. You can go suck it. eggs. They never, <laughs> to me, my personal opinion of points never actually work. Exactly. Really <laughs> well, but it, it doesn't matter. And to me, I, I actually don't like uh, totally balanced games to me aren't fun. There's no drama to it. No, There's no. no and because, because you're I never going to have two equally, you know, equally kitted out opposing forces. Well, but that's well, not. You're what, most makes what makes the Magnificent Seven or the Seven Samurai epic is because it's seven dudes against a horde. You know, um, it's great. If, if Precisely. If balance wouldn't be any fun. You know, that's what makes those moments. That's why I try to make the rules more Hollywood and less historical. So I, I always try to write scenarios that are going to be tricky, that they're not going to be completely just line them up and let them go. There's always a, a mission to it or, you know, you have to hold this, you're outnumbered and you have to hold this spot for X amount of turns. You know, it's not just, you have to kill more of them than they have to kill you. Yeah. So it's, we know, 
it's take your take your favorite movie, take your favorite <laughs> movie scene, and then write a oh, yeah. go. Paul Beckus, uh, cancer survivor. Paul Beckus says hello, guys. Hey, what up, Paul? <clears throat> he beat it. He's our friend from down under. Beat it like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I've played lots of games. I played Savage Core. Uh, you know, I've played a lot of games that that are are, are like this, where it's scenario driven, and you know, they got fairly simple rules where the complexity comes in. You know, to traits and things like that that you add to your your guys. You know, after you know you set up. Oh, I'm going to play with these five miniatures. Well, I'm going to give them these traits. This will be cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's- I mean that's that's my favorite. I just love scenario driven stuff. And if if it there's a mechanism I can use with it like fistful lead, even better, you know. I mean, I do a lot of big large games, um, like English Civil War, things like that. And some of my favorite English Civil War games, uh, which is uh oh gosh, uh something in uh it's, it uses the set the uh Oh, I just mentioned the game. Not Savage Core? No, Song of Blades and Heroes System. Yeah. Uh, Forged in Blood, I believe is the name of it. And it's an English Civil War, like, company-level, you know, miniatures game. Um, because, I, I mean, I love fantasy, and I love, you know, English Civil War-type era, um, you know, uh, games. I love the English Civil War. I don't know why. I just I love it. Maybe it's the Musketeers, or I don't know. <clears throat> their flashy hair, you know, maybe that's what it is. Um, well, as you can tell, I love the pike and shot musketeer sort of. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> that's kind of why I mentioned it, right? The big old mustachio. For some reason, I'm gaining friends with big mustachios like that. Yep. There <laughs> you go. Like, like Kevin uh, from the Tabletop Warlords. He's got he, every, every yeah. battle report he does. He has this big mustachio, which is fantastic. He does it up. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And they're all my biggest problem with the COVID is the mask keeps messing up, messing up my mustache. You know, I put a lot of work into this. Got some wax. Got a wax and every order. Mask is up. See, that, that's why I just go with the, the old walrus. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy by nature. <laughs> We're gentlemen here, as you can tell. Yeah, oh yeah. No, you need chip, that. chip, what? <laughs> well, cool. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention about the games or anything like that? Uh, no, other than uh, what's uh, coming up? Wiley-games.com is our website. Uh, we have two Facebook groups. One of them is the Fistful Lead Facebook group, and that's more of the uh, the shop face of the uh of the facebook page and then we have a actual wiley gabe's facebook page but that is a uh closed group so if you go to that you have to answer questions and prove to me that you're not a russian bot to join that that one tends to have more uh people posting their own pics and inspirational kind of thing and then I have my like personal blog that I post most of the uh, not posting too much right now because we're not we haven't been gaming, but that's where I usually do a lot of the uh, after action reports, and that's uh, Baron Von J. Blogspot. Com. 
the Baron's blog, and that's uh, where I post uh, most of my after action reports and stuff like that, or just what I'm painting. But I usually also post those to the Facebook page too. So, uh, and we have a Wiley Games Instagram and stuff like that. So, lots of different places. Uh, we've we've got some, some exposure from some of the big magazines. I'm still waiting for those, you know, big interviews. I don't get any of the, every time I crack open one of the the uh, big wargaming magazines. I'm always a little bit like, man, wish you would have got me a article <laughs> about that. But oh, they I will. They, they will now. You're a little bit of exposure. You, they'll. Uh, you're on the uh, War Room Ramble. You'll be on there now. You're always saying <laughs> You're a vector for stardom. I'll be infamous. That means more than famous, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Now I want to do uh, Three Amigos. Yes. <laughs> I've had El Guapo's been in my games for years. Oh, man. That's... See, and that's the great thing. That's another great thing about Fistful of Lead is you watch a movie. I was like, man, that'd be... What, what, how could I play that? Scenario. Oh well, we have I can do you know fistful lead fistful right here. Lead. Yep. You know how how do I do three three Hollywood literally Hollywood cowboys Jack and a Jack. village full of no names up against a eighteen uh, hundreds Mexican cartel? <laughs> <laughs> you know. There's literally no other games. And why not, out there not Jay? And why not? <laughs> you know, there's literally nothing else out there that would be able to do that. Good night, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> look up here. Look up here. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's a special rule. Look up here. Look up here. You gotta say it in the sound of a crow. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. You know, or uh I, I think I read on one of the one of the um, one of the Wiley game uh, Facebook groups, uh, there, there's somebody that's either is going to or already has uh, played um, uh, the uh, Brickhorn Manor. Yep, uh, I, no, I I saw that. Yeah, I'm really you know, excited because I, I have all those figures. Yeah, I was waiting for him to post a. Uh, after action, I know he was getting ready to do it, or maybe he did, and I missed it. But yeah, that's the nice thing is on the Facebook page and some of those other things, you get a lot of the other players posting their after action reports or, you know, just posting what they're working on, which is always good to get some inspiration or just, you know, ask questions. I usually get, I, I like to think I'm pretty good at getting back fairly quickly when people, uh, post questions on there so you do uh, you do i can contest that because it was almost immediate yep so we try to do that or if they contact me through the website or or something i i, I gotta work on a frequently asked questions uh page for the the website definitely there's not too many but there are some that pop up and it's enough that i can make a page of it so, but that's about it. Um, unless somebody else, one of the people have questions for me, you guys can talk about your stuff. I'll hang out here for a minute. I don't know how late you guys go.
Usually until we pass out. <laughs> we normally just dead air. Oh, it looks like looks like our friend Leah Gaddis Gaming is bragging. Nine thirty, so there we go. I've been featured in two war gaming magazines. Lee says. Well, I've been in, I've been in war games, uh, illustrated and uh, miniature war games a couple of times. Sweet. Still waiting to get in war game soldiers and strategy. That's my that's my next one to get into. It's so. a dream, huh? That's well, all the links that you uh, talked about, I did put in the description uh, below of this uh, this live stream. So if you guys want to click on and, and find a Facebook group and uh, or Instagram or whatever, it should be in the description below. If it is not, let me know. I will put it there um, so you guys can just click on that and go check it out. Well, um, it, like I said, if, if you're interested in the game, you can get it PDF like seven bucks. Yeah. And, yeah it's really, you know, it's, it's really reasonable. And if you do like it, then you can always invest it more. But it's a it's a good entry price if uh, just to check them out. And First, it's not quite free, but it's damn close. It's pretty <laughs> darn close. And like like I said, we're not we're miniature agnostic, so use whatever you got. Sweet. All you need is some dice, a set of cards, and you know. Uh, what kind play. of dice does it use? Tell everybody what kind of dice it uses. I should say. I know what so, dice it uses. I have a. <laughs> I have a great lover of the the D10. So that's the basic die. And then there are special traits. Oh, man. Let you use 8 or a 12. So uh, in the case of, let's say, uh, Wild West rules, you can rate a those few heroes as gunslingers, and they get to use a, a D12. And then Greenhorns or just, you know, townsfolk, they use a D8. And... But all of your target numbers stay the same. So, of course, it's easier for a gunslinger to hit. It's easier for him to wound. It's easier for him to shake off the effects of shock. Whereas a greenhorn, it's impossible to hit somebody at long range and cover, basically, kind of a deal, you know, which makes sense because they're not fighters in any way. We have a question. Um, so, this is a really good mechanism. We have a question from Lee uh, from Gaddis Gaming. He says, "Jay, how has your taste and more gaming change? War gaming changed over the last ten years, and what is your current influence?" Well, the last ten years, I've probably I just don't like messing around anymore, and I don't like digging through rule books, and I don't like uh, fiddly things. So. I like rule sets that are simple, uh, that give you the flavor of the period. Um, I I played a long time with Fire and Fury, um, for instance, back in the day when it first came out. Uh, I loved it. I liked Civil War. Um, but I just got to where I didn't have an entire Saturday to play a game. Uh, yep. So I got away from that. I, uh, my biggest influence is the fact that every Thursday night I got to put on a con game because I've got eight to ten guys and we got to have fun and not feel rushed and and get a good game in that everyone enjoys in that kind of period. Um, Influence-wise, it's, it's those rule books that are other authors that – kind of have the same philosophy I do. I don't have time for rules lawyers and 
and gamey gamersons. I just I don't even <laughs> play with them, you know. Gamey gamerson. <laughs> you know, I I've got uh, I I go to conventions and I run games and that's what I like my rules. I'm like we're here to have fun. And it doesn't matter who wins. And what were my rules at Wiley War Games Weekend, not Jay? Number one rule was don't be a dick. Yep. I think that's the one. <laughs> number, that's two was, number two was we're all here to have fun and play with little soldiers. Mm -hmm. you know? And number three was see rule number one. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, 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 now I know why McMurray loves it so much. That's his model. Don't be a it, dick. It's it, that was the most laid back outside of J three. Yeah, which we've oh, been doing. And conventions, I throw the kid always wins rule. Yeah. So. Well, because they've sold their souls and uh, <laughs> can roll better than anybody, no matter what they well, need. Well, I had a, I had a case where I was running a. Uh, a uh, Galactic Heroes game, and as it usually is, I, half the table are, are are kids, teenagers, all the way you know, all the way down to you know younger kids, all the way up to a bunch of old grizzled war games, war gamers, and I had a guy that was getting in, was trying to be gamey, and was trying to get like you know complain about what the kid was doing or he was trying to get a shot or something and I just had to say <laughs> not yet <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like no the, the the kid wanted to take a shot at one of his guys and he was like well I don't know I've got this cover here and I was like the kid's got the shot he's like well I've got and I just looked at him again and I said the kid's got the shot let him roll the <laughs> dice you know <laughs> We, you know, my, I always pivot to. It's all we're all here to just play with soldiers and roll dice and shoot and not hiding, you know, behind trees and stuff like that. So it's you know, it, if there's any question, it always goes towards the yes, you can make that shot or yes, you can do that thing that you're asking about. So that's that's my philosophy. Is, you know, if if it could be done in Hollywood, sure. <laughs> Definitely. Well, for um, years, that's what I did with Alex. Now, Jay is—is is I did the same thing. You go, I said, "Well, you know, you can't see him, but you know what? Take the shot. Go ahead, son." And then he blow me away. I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need a you, you need a roll of twelve on a twelve. And <laughs> every single time he needs he rolls a, a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, dice gods listen to those kids, so right. It's always need to be good to them because then they'll reward you later. Ironically, the one time I played a miniature game with my daughter, I ended up getting a one-shot lucky kill on her, which I did not intend to have happen, and she never wanted to play with me again. <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't mean for that to happen. Well, we yeah. got her to play at uh, Recruits, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but... It just... <clears throat> it's... Yeah, I've got a lot of different games, but it literally is. Yeah, every time I ask him, oh, yeah, what are you paying that for? Fistful of lead. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, we play other games. We, you know, I, we play, uh, I have a friend that 
he you know he paints he's really great he's got a ton of 28 millimeter um acw so we play civil whenever we play with him we played his big collection of civil war and we play like uh black powder or some mm -hmm. other rule set he's found online because you know it's easy we don't care um uh another guy uh, and then he has a bunch of world war ii stuff so uh Todd. we've played bolt action and stuff like that but all those games, I think it comes down to your attitude about playing. You know, you, yeah. could, you could play bolt action and you can have a lot of fun if everyone's just, you know, doesn't care about all the minutia and stuff and trying to win. I, I mean, it works with, I guess you can use whatever rule set, but, uh, you know, or you can have it go completely the other way and it's just not fun because <clears throat> you're, you're you're playing you're playing the rules, not playing the game, kind of a deal. So, yeah, yep, cool, cool. Sounds man. like Fat Lardy's motto: play the period, not the rules. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's you know it's just it's I've I've had years cultivating the group that I play with, and you know uh, that's a lot of it too. I, I the my my fun story, and I guess I could talk about it because most of those guys are gone, but. Uh, when I was in, when I was in, I just was finishing up college and I was looking for, some, I was getting back into the hobby and like, uh, I'm also like Matt, I'm also a big pike and shot period kind of guy. And yeah. I, had, I had seen an ad, I'd seen a, I, back in the day, I had a crack open the yellow pages and I looked in hobbies and I found borderlands, which was over right across the state line over in Kansas. And I drove over there, knocked on the door. No one answered. Okay. I think I got the hours right. Knocked on the door again. This guy answers. I'm not using names. Probably should have, should have said the name of the hobby store. But uh, <laughs> So got in there and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, you want to play? Yeah, we got this group and uh, oh, you like pike and shot stuff? We have a we have a big group, and we all we have this huge thirty years war campaign going on. He showed me and had this giant map on the wall and where everybody was at and all that kind of stuff. There's like twenty players playing it, and I was like, "Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come back. Yeah, we come we play at seven o'clock every So go and show back up at seven o'clock and walk in the door, and all I hear is screaming, and these guys are just yelling at each other, just about ready to throw down. I didn't know what I walked into. Guy turns around to me and says, you want to buy an Italian army? 50 bucks. And just drops all his miniatures on the floor, and like walks out. And <laughs> I failed it longer. And every game that the guys were playing, they were just, it was just a war. You know, they were just at each other. I was like, uh, nope. I'm <laughs> And yeah. And, uh, Anybody that shows the inclination of they want to win more than anything else, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not playing. And I, I, I used to go out for years. I used to go out to um, Tabletop Game and Hobby, which is a great hobby store. Phil did a wonderful yep. job cultivating. cultivating uh, he just, each time he moved the store, it got better and better. And I used to go out there um, and play. But it's, you know. 
45 minute drive from where I live. So I would just go out. It was closer just to go there after work and I'd wait around and guys would show up. And I remember at the time they were having a big, uh, warfare in the age of reason. So like seven years war campaign going on. And I remember going in the room and these guys had all their armies set up and they were playing and they had those ugly ass kill rings or and all their <laughs> guys in their armies and stuff. And I go and play a game. I come back two hours later, and I swear nothing had moved. <laughs> nothing had moved, and they had been playing that entire time. And I was like, I do not want to be part of this. Yeah. And no, but I met a bunch of Greek guys there, and a couple of them are in my in the group that I play with now. Um, but we've got guys from Liberty, which is if you're not familiar with the area in Kansas City. It's about half hour, 45 minutes north of me. I've got guys down in Lake Summit, got guys live over in southern part of Kansas City. So we've got guys from like all over the place that, that come together and play. Yeah, it's kind of like us. We only see each other once a year at recruits sometimes. And, <laughs> you know, uh, other than that, you know, I mean, uh, Jake, uh, not Jake, comes down, hangs out with me from time to time. Plays games on my pit in my table. Yep. Um, I know McMurray. I see him more than anybody. Yeah, him buddy. and Todd. We literally, literally like 20 minutes from each other. You know, uh, Tim Spikowski, I live 20 minutes from him. Yeah. Um, I drove out there and played with him. I don't know when was that, McMurray, however many months ago. I don't know, a while. It was good. Yeah, yeah so that was – he was right next to me at recruits last year. And so we mm -hmm. talked, and I came out there. And, um, he's bugging me to write the, the set of modern rules. Cause that's like his favorite thing. That'd be super awesome. I almost mentioned that earlier. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, it's not a period that is on top of my list. And it's also not a, it's one of those can, that can get very crunchy and granularly and granular. Oh, yeah. It can. People there's are really into that. People who, there's the people who want to get the, you know, the rifle yep. effects that are different from an AR-15 to an AK-47 and blah, blah, blah. And I was like. And what do we say to those people? That's the game I play. Go kick rocks. Go away. <laughs> well, it's not realistic enough. Well, my heartbeat isn't at 200 and I don't have shit in my shorts. So you're right. It's not realistic enough. <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I. I have I have several that I'm working on all the time, and mine are very very slow going. Um, but I try to I try to write a little bit like once a week, and uh, I I I'm not really into moderns, but um, I came up with you know uh, short. I'm not going to go into it very deeply or anything, but a, a short miniature uh, modern war game. And you're very right uh, when it comes to write. Uh, you're very correct when it comes to writing it. it. It it gets down to that. It gets tough because you have so many different modern weapons to worry about, or if you, if you really want to worry about those or not. You know, it just it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to say, hmm, assault rifles. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you I know, mean, I don't personally. There are a lot of great rules that that can cover that, and the people that want to play that are playing it. You know, I'm writing for different group of people and um they don't like it they don't like it don't buy my stuff you know <laughs> we do have a question 
Uh, Jay, do you have any skill preferences? Um, you can, for my games, you can use, I think 15 is a great, and they're also not a lot of involvement, um, and use the same side, use the same, uh, scale, the reason for 28, um, and definitely 15 works for bigger battles. And we all know that 54 works great because Clucky's, uh, First of any more game uses 54s and looks fantastic. Personally, I, I want it just. I have a I've got everything from six millimeter, 10 millimeter, 15, 28. Uh, I am a person that the, the larger the battle, the smaller I get. So, uh, one of our gaming group has uh, a fantastic Napoleonic uh, French and Austrian army in six millimeter and on a three by three square we've got a whole brigade you know in six millimeter and it's great so when we want to play like gigantic battles we can put on i have a six by eight table it looks like a big battle i don't like playing big battles with 28s because it, it doesn't feel like 24 miniatures doesn't feel like a brigade to me whereas a 10 <coughs> or group of stands that looks right to me so for skirmish, twenty-eight all the way. Yeah, that. that. If I'm gonna do Vagram or Waterloo, I'm going six. Yeah. Ooh. If I right can try, I do all my, I've got a huge, I got a huge collection of Civil War guys in fifteen, and if I could go back, I'd do them. In 10. But I'm not really saying that. It's funny you talk <laughs> talk about that because when I started, you know, looking through my Seven Years War project, I was like, if I want to do what I want to do with my Seven Years War stuff in twenty-eight millimeter. It would cost me forty thousand dollars to do it. I sure. priced it out what I wanted to do. I was like, "That's why you get on a regular and do it in two mil." Plus, plus the amount of space that I would need to store it. I, 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 I needed. I calculated it out in twenty-eight millimeter. I would need something like three thousand square feet of space just to store all the crap. But I'm doing it 15 millimeter, so you know, I don't have to worry about those things. Yeah, I've, I've got a huge imaginations army armies in 10 millimeter, and it was like the best decision I ever made. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Do yeah. All the stuff, and I don't have to get fiddly with all the lace and everything. And I even went Mulburian because you don't have to mess with lace, he's got big cuffs and. If you go to my um, my blog, I had it's been a while, but if you dig through it, I've got a huge uh, imagination section. I think there's like 84 entries. I did the entire background for the entire kingdom and all its regional stuff, all the regional uniforms, all the info on the different regions. That's my whole dungeon master coming out. Stuff. I was gonna so, say that's total Dungeons and Dragons world building yeah. right there. Why there? Yeah, it's it's a whole world. I mean, there's a whole thing to it. Each region has its own. You know, you wonder what kind of cheese they make here. It's there. <laughs> and this is a complete aside, but I wanted to, to to at least throw it out to you. Have you guys? Talking about Pike and Shot and English Civil War and stuff. Have you heard of the Revolutions podcast? Uh, I believe I have. Check it out because their first yeah. season is uh, basically is. the whole history of the English Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> and it Rebuild. is phenomenal. It inspired me to go buy rules for English Civil War board gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them all. 
I searched and searched and searched and searched, just like I did with uh, uh, American War of Independence. I, I, I searched for a you know a decent rule set that fit what I wanted to play and stuff like that. And which one did you which one are you going with? Uh, for large battles, it's obviously going to be either Pike and Shot, Black Powder, or um, AWI. It was Land of the Free. That's the one that felt the best for American War of Independence for me. Um, uh, actually, I think I have it right here. I forgot the name of it. I mean, I got Pikeman's Lament, but I, I just, that's just for a throw together. Uh, hang on, it's right here. Somewhere. Oh, well. Maybe. Oh, King, uh, the kingdom is ours. That's oh, I think I've, I think I've heard of that. I'm on Amazon. So my, uh, my English Civil War rule set of choices, uh, uh, Kagan Parliament, Simon Miller that did uh, To the Strongest. Oh, yeah. I love To the Strongest, and his English yeah. Civil War rules are perfect for me. Yeah, I found a set. It's called For God, King, and Country by the Canadian yep. War Games Group. Yep. This is I, I love uh, Flower Chivalry. That's We've had a ongoing Flower Chivalry also by the Canadian War Games Group. uses a lot of the same uh, mechanics we've had for 20 years going on. There it is, Bane. Oh, okay, yeah. So. Nice. <clears throat> and yet I'm painting, uh, I'm painting sci-fi. <laughs> no one's perfect. <laughs> uh, does anybody else have any questions for Jay? Yes, no, yes, no. So, this kind of ties in we were talking about doing this as a show segment. What should McMurray paint? I think this week it's going to be um, what uh, force for, or you know what what group for fistful of lead should McMurray paint? Um, I can come up with a list in a minute here, and then again, you viewers and you guys can. Decide and that sounds like the best idea I've ever heard. What should McMurray paint? Here three Musketeers? That would mommy, was it? No, uh, <laughs> Three Amigos. I'm sorry. Who said the Three Amigos? That's me. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. That would be so f damn funny. <laughs> I don't have miniatures for that. Just a oh, find them. Um, so I'm trying to think here. Well, hold on. Let me close this pot of paint and write this shit down somewhere. As soon as I, I wonder how esoteric you could get. Like, I wonder if we could do. Hmm. I got some yeah. weird shit, buddy. Hang I, on. Oh, I could beat your weirdness. In, in, well, I like your Zardoz. Uh... <laughs> I need to find miniatures that I can use for Zardoz. That means I'm going to have to search Sean Connery, like, bizarre uh, bikini bottom Zardoz miniatures. And I'm not, I'm kind of scared of what Google's going to give me for that. Um, all right, so I've got we'll stick with 28s. Um, I've got Royal Navy landing parties, uh, cruise marine landings. Oh, many warm ups already trying to cause problems. Hey, McMurray, do you like those paint pots from Citadel? <laughs> Why does he poke the bear? He's you just trying to go, go home, Brian. You don't get to vote. Um, Jesus. I gave, him, um, I gave him the link to join us, and he hasn't joined us. What the heck, Mini Wormut? I think. Um, 
I so, said Charlemagne. That could be kind of interesting to do five guys of. Um, and then in different different scales, um, I've got Anglo Zulu War British. Um, I could do Crusaders. Ooh, Crusaders. That'd be my uh, Kind of generic Dark Ages. No, I'm not even going to put that on. I hate painting that shit. Um, <laughs> That's why I want to favorite period. Moderns. Um, this sucks because I cleaned up. I'm trying to like look around and see what's around, but I picked everything up, so I can't do that. I think you should paint more goblins. Um, I could do World War One or goblins. So let's goblins. get. How about World War One goblins? They make there you them. go. You guys are there killing me. I gotta That's find miniatures thing. for these first. I'm talking <laughs> about stuff to paint before next week. Before next week, huh? Yeah, for next week's show, I can show you guys the stuff. Um, so what? What out of there sounded good to you guys? World War One goblins. Yeah. Shut up. Man. Yeah, I like that too. Well, you can get real close with uh, World War uh, World War One anteaters. <laughs> I don't even know why I ask you people questions. <laughs> no, seriously, the quar. The quar. Yeah. The what? The quar. By Zombie, Zombie Smith. Smith. Zombie Smith games. Those are great. Oh man, they are um they're they're so literally they I'm I'm going to drop it. They're so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> drop it. Yeah, you dropped it. Oh man! It, the, literally, think of so anthropomorphized ant eaters in World War One gear. Is this supposed to be like a steampunk other world type of thing, or what's the? It's just yeah, another yeah. World. It's other world. It's not necessarily steampunk because it's you know World War One. It, it's literally reason, it reminds me of the movie uh, Ralph Bakshi's Wizards too. For some, yes, bizarre. very much so. Yeah. Well, let's help McMurray out. Hang on, I'm, I'm grabbing some miniatures, guys. You guys can talk for a minute. Okay. I'm going to grab five groups of five miniatures from different stuff and see what you guys like. Okay. Three amigos. Got it. <laughs> no, fuck you, Samurai. <laughs> I opened that drawer and it immediately got shut. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that enjoys painting Samurai. I don't think there's another person out there. They don't you exist. 15, don't you? I got them 15. I got them 28. I got them actually in 10 mil, too. I have them at two scales also. We know I... We're doing a... Just to build off your imaginations thing, uh, the ramble here, we all came up... I, I originally came up with uh, something called Landia because I couldn't think of a better name to call it than Landia because everything ends in the word Landia. Every country, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> And your large battle rules might be good for that. Yep. I'm doing a, I'm doing a new imaginations. I'm going to go with uh, uh, mid 18th century. So I'm going to be grabbing some six millimeter stuff from Bacchus. It's going to be from their Franco-Prussian War. Some of it from their uh, Austro-Prussian War. Some of it from the uh, reorg. Uh, what is it? The reorgamento. The Italian. States kind of stuff. We'll do a 
do a imaginations later period. Everyone does, you know, like seven years war I wanted to do. I basically wanted to take like that period and just paint them however I wanted. Well, we, we, we're doing it in 10 mil ACW figures. So American civil war figures. And, um, what was that, uh, the period after, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm mixing like a few different wars in there. <laughs> Uh, of just countries in a span that of scale, it is a batter, you know. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like like uh, McMurray has a, a a group with pikes, I believe. I do. I like yeah. they're kind of cool. So, you know, we're we're kind of working on it, getting it together, and uh, we I was thinking we could use the large uh, large battles for that. I think that would. Uh, work well using imaginations so throw it to dragons there's a there's a guy that i follow his uh blog it's called he calls it wrong hammer i think it's wrong hammer blogspot.com and he's done pike and shot in two millimeter holy crap He's got uh, airships and tanks and giants. Sweet. And the background is really cool. So it's like Pike and Shop, but they've got big steam tanks and dirigibles and giants, which are just like, uh, I think he's like either 15 or 28 millimeter, just Vikings and just, you know, <laughs> found them. But he's using the old uh, Space Marine rules, which I love the old epic original Space Marine rules. All right, I've got candidates here, folks. All right, um, All right. let's get to the comments right quick, McMurray. Sorry, oh. the robe. The sorry, the robe couldn't be on with Sir Wiley and his awesome outfit. <laughs> Todd, uh, you better vote. You two would be in a competition over the best dress robe. <laughs> Him and the robe, and yeah. uh, Paul Becker says normal World War One, no weird R stuff. Okay. Uh, what size of World War II battle would be good to play with in big battles? Uh, whatever. You, so most most people like uh, I found can't really control more than six, seven. That seems to be the max that people can seem to wrap their head around controlling mm -hmm. uh, either a single fig or a unit. Once you start getting beyond that, when you're holding that many cards, it gets kind of hard to wrap your head around. Um, so if you want to think of, instead of controlling five single figs or six single figs, um, turn those into squads. So if each figure, if each player is controlling either five squads or four squads in a vehicle or, you know, a mortar team and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. So depending on your number of players and depending on how big a, a, a battle you want to get, uh, then there's your scale. So if what would that four squads would be what uh, out of platoon? That's a, yeah, it's a pretty big platoon. That'd be an oversized platoon. So yeah, I mean about the same scale. You might be playing in a large game of like bolt action, but it's going to go way quicker. <laughs> um, and I'm with big battles, you can get more vehicles on there because it goes pretty quick, but you know, I have a, 
because we're going more of a Hollywood thing, if you're going to look at well, one of my big problems is whenever you put a tank on a table at 20 mil, 28 millimeter scale, unless you got a lot of terrain, it's just, it, it just becomes about that. The you tank know. gives the terrain. Rangers are way out of whack, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, if I had a 15 millimeter tank, technically, if it's been on my table, it could shoot all the way into my living room. Easily. Accurately. So, mil, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, if we've, we've done a couple of World War II battles with uh, five or six tanks on the table and it goes pretty quick with a ton of infantry and stuff in there. When we do our Star Wars battles, we get lots of vehicles on there too because of the way the rules are and we don't get we don't mess with oh this has a better penetration value of this you know the gun it's we kind of classify the guns like small medium large <laughs> and then you can stat them up if you want to make them better at armor penetration and stuff i i don't get in there and figure that stuff out if you want to get that gritty I'm going to rely on you as the reader who's an expert on World War II to, you know, stat the vehicles however you want. You know, there's as much uh, research and as much uh, effort that was put into, like, bolt action for them to write all the books about all the different vehicles and troops. I still constantly hear people complaining about, you know, how they did it because of based on what they read or their own research. So, long answer, but... You know. That's all right. McMurray, if you're ready, man, fire away, buddy. Yeah, all right. So I grabbed the first three kind of little small groups that were easy to grab hold of. Um, the first one is it's a couple figures from – they're all, I think, Warlord, but there's a couple of them from the uh, – they're pretty pulpy. The Sea Lion, like German infiltrator nuns. Um then the like German vampire count dude, this little guy that kind of looks like Hitler. I don't know. He looks like a dick. Um, and then another German guy. And then there's one British like vampire hunter dude with the Thompson. So he wouldn't be in the retinue, but he'd get painted at the same time. Um, so we got those germ, the pulpy, like World War II stuff. Um, I've got a bunch of just kind of rabble-ish Romans, right? So there's these guys, guy who kind of looks like a veteran. He's got a, a pila or a pilum. And then there's a guy who's a little more patrician-looking. And then I'll leave one of each of these up there so you can kind of see. Well, you can't see that. Never mind. Um, and then the last one is these five, again, they're pulp. These are just straight pulpy, to be honest with you. But... Uh, they're five kind of 20s through maybe late 40s, 50s sailors. Um, guy with a Thompson, another couple guys. This dude's huge. That's actually a Reaper figure, not old glory like the rest of them. But another guy with a Thompson, and then uh, this is all blurry, and then the captain. Um, I don't know if that's in focus or not. I don't know. Yeah, we can see that. Okay. Um, so those are kind of the three. We've got pulpy World War II, just kind of generic pulp sailors, which are kind of cool, or Romans, like just random dregs of the street Romans. You know, I think it would be a neat idea before I give my answer. What's that? 
I say uh, you, me, and Nache grab five to six random miniatures that we don't show each other. Uh-huh. We make stats. You and know, and you show up with these random miniatures and we play. I think that would be so much fun. We need to make like a great big three foot what around like chain link octagon. There he is. Just throw down. It's, see, I think you should be having like a, they all stumbled into a uh, center of the earth situation. Yeah, that's at cool. The earth, at the earth's core, you know, they all found their way into some weird pocket dimension where they're it's fair by each other so we'll have to like set a date for this to happen a month from now not jay do you think you can handle painting six miniatures in a month who says i won't just grab some that i've already got painted <laughs> no. you gotta take it before and after you automatically lose and i get to take out the hammer yeah uh, you suck yep <laughs> gotcha Take a before and after, and you guys will show up. None of us will know what you painted. I'm totally down for this because I've got six miniatures sitting over here. I know I want to paint, and I need a reason to paint them. And then we'll show up, play a game, do a battle report for it, and uh, see what happens. What do you think? Are we doing, like, Anything. is there a period for this? Are we doing, like, guys with guns, no guns, stuff like that? Anything. That might be problematic. Oh, well, I'm just going to... Find like five miniatures that are Jesse Ventura's character out of Predator and just whoop the bejesus right. out of <laughs> We can set parameters for it. No for guns. Parameters. No guns. What? Okay. Swords uh, of War. Uh, you got to have some rage stuff. Uh, how about one gun? Bows and arrows and stuff. All right, that's fair. <laughs> we could do maybe sword, we could do sword, or board, sword and board or we could do half and half where – one half is guns, one half is, is sword and board. What do you think? Uh, that's, that'd be weird. I feel like we're going to get like three knights and then an MG42 team. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean that's how I'm going to win is with three knights and an MG42 See, team. I think you should leave it completely open, and then whoever shows up with the most gamey group of miniatures, you know, gets to get whaled on by everybody else. That's fair. I'm like down with that. that. Yeah. I think it should be anything you want. You know, the guy who does show up with the uh, the five space marines with the plasma cannon. <laughs> yeah. Ganged up on by everybody else. Well, what if we do this? What if we do one from every era? How about that? Like, or or, or one one sword and board, one regular dude. You know, just just completely random, and they all have to say something. You know, we'll do five miniatures. Uh, one has to be fantasy. One has to be see, sci-fi. You, see, you're asking me to do th- things yeah. that I, I don't have we, miniatures for. Oh, whatever. Say, we just decide, and then the next one we do, we can say, okay, this one is sword and board. Okay, this one is colonial. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to trying to mix them all together. We can break it up. So we can do five. Do we want to do five? Five miniatures. Okay, not Jay. What do you think? What's Time. a period that you may have miniatures for that we can do this for? Do you have like fantasy medieval style miniatures, stuff like that? He's got aardvarks riding horses and shit. He's got fantasy. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, okay. we're doing fantasy. Miniatures. He just doesn't want to get them out. 
No, it's a matter of finding them. Well, then there you go. That's part of the fun. Oh, did little Nat Jerry have to rifle through his lead pile? <laughs> no, I have to find my lead pile. Oh, okay. That's admirable. Is your lead pile small enough you have to go find it? No, 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 no. I, it, it spread out over like 30,000 boxes. <laughs> well, how about my life? What, what like how about sword and board? You haven't done any sword and board, you've only done sci-fi, you've done Star Wars. We're yeah, we're here yeah, to challenge you. How about do we do that. five sword and board miniatures, which I have tons of them already painted that I painted over the summer? I have board to paint. So hell oh, yeah, worst, I have all your worst case scenario. Too, so I can just choose out of there. Hey now. <laughs> worst worst case scenario, I just three D print them. Yeah, why not? Very true. So here's what we do by next session. We have to have our five picked out that we're going to use. Well, we don't have to show a picture of them or anything like that because I'd like to keep them secret before we play. And we will play uh, some sword and board fistful of lead with them. Sounds good. And we don't we won't know what the hell we're showing up with. So I love it. Yo, Roman sailors or pulpy World War Two? Roman sailors. That's my vote. No, doofus. Those are two different ones. Oh, what? Romans? Pope sailors? He forgot to put World the comma in between. Yeah, them. commas save lives. <laughs> yeah, there's an Oxford comma in there, Matt. I know that, brother. Uh, I like the Romans, bro. All right, that's one vote for Romans. Not two, Jay? Two votes for Romans. Bane has vote for Romans. You viewers, vote on this stuff. Um, I, Honestly, I like your your generic 40s 50s 60s uh sailors. sailors yeah i like those guys too hey what do you think i have uh... what do you think jay i don't know if i was playing in your in your little contest i was going to show up with uh willy wonka and some oompa loompas <laughs> well that's fair i'm gonna i gotta dig up some just goofy ass miniatures tonight don't worry about that i'm gonna find well, some jay, how about this how about we do this just to keep it on the up and up uh, McMurray will send you pictures of the five he chooses. Nache will pick, send you a picture, and I will send you a picture. Uh, it's that way, none of us, yeah, we can't it. jack it up. So Jay will keep us in line. <laughs> okay, will that work? You, you got to vote, Jay, before sure. we get too far into the weeds again. Oh, I say the sailors. All right, I think I'm gonna go with the sailors too. Since that puts us tied. Unless you viewers have something to say about the matter. Viewers. Dave leave, Mac. It, leave it in the comments, guys. Uh, uh, if Paul you're watching Mac this is, later. I will tell you from experience, the one guy that you think isn't going to win is going to be the one that wins. We've run so many games that have, and you probably had the same experience, where you got some miniature that got painted up, and he was just kind of a throwaway, and all of a sudden he's like the guy who kills everybody. Yeah, the <laughs> ultimate hero. Yeah, like we had a we had a big pulp. Uh, we did a Terror Island game, and uh, with all these pulp different figures. And my buddy Steve has all these wonderful factions set up. And there was this this throwaway henchman named Juan Jorge, and Juan Jorge could not be killed, and he wiped out some heroes and uh, the big pterodactyl that was involved. Uh, I've got some, I've got a deputy in, in our uh, cowboy games that we play, Rusty. That guy can't die. 
ever. I mean, he just <laughs> they'll pour fire into him the whole game, just trying to kill him off, just because they know his background. So, It'll well, happen. we've been You'll we've been on for we've been on for two hours. That's usually about the time that we cut the show off, and uh, we got some uh, votes here, McMurray. All right, sailors for Casey Borgamer, sailors for Colt Dog, and sailors for Paul Beckus. Oh damn! All right, sorry. Boom, shakalaka. Sorry, everybody. That was the will of the people is spoken. (laughs) So I'll paint these up this week. Um, If I can be on next week, we'll see them. If I can't, I'll give Matt pictures. Cool man. And uh, and then I'll have another. I might just sub in another single set. And let these two others. Eh, I don't know about that. Maybe I'll kick the Pope guys out, and I'll get the Romans back in with two other sets. We'll see what happens. What's, well, what's the vote count at right now? Uh, five for sailors, two for Romans, zero for pulpy World War Two. What I tell you, what uh, we will do: blind fistful of lead, the competition of the year. Um, that's what we'll call it: the blind fistful of lead. And what is McMurray going to paint? That's a new segment. That's perfect. Yeah. So uh, when we have them picked out, McMurray, oh, Roman's from Hangarfly. All right. Oh, wait. No, that, that's Bane. No, yeah, not. he didn't get no, to vote no, twice. No, what are you talking about? No, it's not. No, it's not. And remember, Nache, McMurray, and uh, Bane, if you'd like to join in too, man, just let us know. Um, Five figures, we'll do five, and they have to be sword and board, and they all have to, they can't be a double of the same miniature. Okay. I don't even think I have any sword and board type minis, not even Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Uh, maybe you might find some. If you do, no. let me know. I, no, I, I, I literally don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've, if you want, if you want a bunch of Seven Years War stuff, I can, I can make that happen <laughs> or Civil War. But well, the sword and board blind fistful lead challenge. Uh, we will uh, just remember, guys. Send Jay your pictures once you have them before the end, uh, before next Saturday, and uh, he will get them and approve. So he'll be the only person seeing it, and uh, we might play it live. I don't know if you guys, uh, if if we're allowed to uh, be around each other and with masks and uh, hazardous suits, you know, because the end of the world happens. I so. mean, your your house is outside of a thousand feet of a school or playground, right? So not Jay can come. Yeah. Would you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> well anyway guys that's all we got for you this week jay thank you so much for joining us man please come back and hang out with us again um good to I'd see love, you jay thanks for coming i'd love to have you come and hang out with us again talk talk about uh your fantasy rules when they come back yeah you're sure. more than welcome to do that it'll be fun one, so, of, one of you amongst you has a playtest version of it so sweet yeah i will (laughs) (laughs) wonder who that could be (laughs) i I could not possibly comment (laughs) well uh thank you paul beckus casey board gamer colt dog paul beckus gaddis gaming lee over there gaddis gaming the veteran war gamer who's on tonight that was jay that's not not jay thank you guys for commenting thank you mcmurray thank you bane until next time last but not least from me to you Oh,